Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast, hosted by me, Jamie, and tonight, Leah. actually, my daughter, Leah. She's freaking out, guys. She doesn't know what the hell to do. She keeps telling me not to stare at her. I'm really scared. I'm nervous. I want the fans to love me. Everybody's going to love you. So, oh, let me turn my phone off because that's work. Um, so, Mark's a little under the weather. Um, and we haven't recorded in a little while. So the case that I do have ready, you said it's episode, what, Leah, 39? 37. No. Yeah. Dorner was 36? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. 37. I should have looked. Um, it, tonight's a little bit of a different case. It's not, um, like a brutal, well, it is brutal, but it's not like a hacksaw homicide. That's why I'm letting Leah do it with me. I think it's actually good that she does it with me. So, um, she, she's freaking out guys. Like she doesn't know what to say. Well, first things first, I want to give a shout out to my bestie, Maddie Myers. I know she listens, which is awesome. And she better be listening right now. If you're not Maddie, I'm just mad at you, which is funny because you hated it when we first started this. I was so friends were like, we listen to your parents. My teachers would listen to you guys, and I like would find out in the middle of class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. It's because we're awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So, um, guys, we were on Channel Nine. I don't know if you guys watched it. Um, we were scared shitless, pretty much, but we did it. And now, Fox yeah. Thirty Two wants to do a feature on us. So, if anybody wants to come deep clean my house, that would be great because um i don't want to because apparently i don't do a good enough job uh you do you want to scrub baseboards no well there you go so all right so tonight we're gonna do ethan couch and they call him the affluenza teen which is weird because affluenza makes me think of the flu which is what you thought when i first said it you're like oh my god he died of the flu it's affluenza. I don't even know what affluenza means. I'm going to tell you. It's it's actually, it's a made up term, believe it or not. So, I got to move the computer though, so I'm about to make some noise. I didn't think that through. It's a nice instrumental. Yeah, there you go, right? All right, you ready? Yeah. Are you going to talk? Yeah. Okay. All right, so, God, Mark's mic is in a weird spot. Um... I'm going to try not to use the F word, even though Leah's pretty used to it. So whatever. Um, All right. So Ethan Couch was born on April 11th, 1997 to parents Fred and Tanya Couch in Burleson, Texas. I got to put my monster down. Uh, Fred, his dad, founded Cleborn Metalworks, which is a sheet metal and roofing company in 1986. The company was unbelievably successful, and they made a butt-ton of money. Uh, Tanya was a nurse until her license was revoked in 2012, and we'll get to that. Uh, The couches were wonderful people, and by this I mean that they were shitheads. They were Mm. not wonderful people. Uh, Cleborne Metalworks was sued in 1996 over a $100,000 debt. Fred was caught moving assets allegedly to avoid paying off the debt. And then the couple failed to show up for several depositions and missed the scheduled payment deadline by several weeks. So they want to spend it, but they don't want to pay it back. Uh, In 1999, Fred was arrested for assault after punching a contractor's supervisor after he told the crew to stop using... An unsafe table saw. Are you laughing at that? Yeah. Uh, Fred served a couple days in jail and got two years probation. So pretty much nothing. Uh, In 2009, Fred was accused of sexually harassing a female employee, then firing her when she complained. According to court records, Fred denied touching the woman inappropriately and showing her sex videos. The case was closed a year later um, on undisclosed terms. So he basically paid her off. Because he can. Which is gross. It is gross. Um, so Tanya, mom, was arrested in 2003 for reckless driving after um, intentionally forcing a motorist off the road. She did plead guilty. She received fines and probation. Uh, in 2005, she went to renew her state 
it said vocational nursing. I don't know what the hell a vocational nurse is. Um, but she went to renew her state license and lied about the charge. And years later, they found out about it and revoked her license in 2012 after she did not show up for a disciplinary hearing. Um, Ethan attended Anderson Private School, which he drove himself to at age 13. Okay, me when I crashed a golf cart? Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you did. So, cool. I figured I should. It's like it's like a rite of passage in conversations now. I have to bring it up every time someone says something about teen street driving. She drove a golf cart into a pond. And then dove in the pond to find my phone. Mm-hmm. And I never found the phone. And then I got grounded. Well, yeah. You're lucky you didn't go to jail. I'm lucky I didn't go to jail. I could have been the next Ethan Couch. With that man with the duckbill mask. Telling oh me my- that I'm going to have to pay Ugh. for stuff. Mm-mm. So this school, it had like 22 people in it. Oh, it's a missionary school? No, 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 no. It's just, it's a private school. It's a very, you're thinking, not missionary, um, Montessori. Montessori, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a Montessori school right by us. <laughs> no, it's just, um, it was a very private school. Um, the principal um, said that he was a, a quiet kid. He was a nice kid, got along with everybody, but um, dad was less than favorable um, when he got caught driving to school at 13, the principal questioned and questioned it, and Fred's only response was to say, um, I'll buy the whole school. What was the, how did he get caught? Like, by the police? They, no, they watched him drive into the parking lot and, like, park the car. It's a middle 13. school. You're 13. He drove to middle school. Mm-hmm. That's going to be me. No, it's, you're not in middle school. So, because of this, his parents ended up withdrawing him from Anderson and he started attending a co-op school um, in a nearby town, Watauga, which I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, at age 15, he finished there and he enrolled in community college. So I don't know. Wait, he went to college at 15? Like 15 or 16. So I don't know if he was just like exceptionally smart or if because of the school he went to, he just kind of moved that quickly through it. That doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense. Not a single part of this makes sense. I mean, he was getting active. He was getting busy. So good for him. He had goals. No, he did not. He had goals. He wanted to achieve them. He said, I'm going to college at age 15. What about you? He was getting busy. I wish you guys could see the look I'm giving her right now. Um, So a few months after that, he was, oh yeah, he was getting it. Ready? Uh, He was cited for minor in consumption of alcohol and minor in possession of alcohol. A Fort Worth police officer drove past a Dollar General in Lakeside, which is a small town just outside of Fort Worth, and saw a black pickup truck parked with the lights on. In the truck was a shit-faced Ethan. (laughs) With a naked 14-year-old girl passed out next to him. Yes. Okay. Okay. Ethan told the officer that he just stopped to pee and he only had one drink, maybe two. No big deal. No, naked yeah. girl next to me. Cool, no big deal. Um, so the Fort Worth officer, his name was Spakes, wrote in his report that Ethan was, quote, a very arrogant, smart-mouthed kid that had a bit of an attitude with authority. He also wrote, quote, I verbally got onto him trying to get him to see how badly he was messing up. He has a hard time listening and has come from a family with wealth, and he appears to believe he's privileged and entitled with no responsibility. So he's an entitled little spoiled brat. Which is what affluenza is. Oh. Yes. I feel like I've heard that about um, the Kardashians kids, that they're affluenza. Probably. So uh, Ethan eventually acknowledged that he was wrong. Um But it was all for show, because when the police officer handed him his citations, he replied, quote, thanks for ruining my life. Yeah. At least he's honest. Because the cop did it, right? Um, Mom ended up paying all of his fines. Didn't tell dad. There's a there's a video from one of the cop's body cams of mom saying, I didn't even know you snuck out. And he says, Mom, you watch me leave the house. (laughs) And she says, well, we're not going to tell your dad about this. Yeah. So um, he was given uh, six months probation for 
possessing and consuming alcohol as a minor, and he was also ordered to complete an alcohol awareness course with 12 hours of alcohol-related community service by June 19th. He did not, and his mom took the blame for it, saying that she misread the online thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The online thing. That's yeah. that's me when my teacher says, where's your homework? Mm, I misread. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, so court records indicate... Uh, that he complied with not a single part of this. So he didn't complete the... What is that? Oh. So he didn't complete the community service. He didn't complete the class. And his mom paid the fines and they let him go. Why? Because he was spoiled? Because he had money. And I hate rich people. When asked about what happened to the 14-year-old, Tanya says, I don't know. I guess her mom came and got her. I hate rich people. I'm a firm believer in tax the rich. Gets better. I shouldn't use green paper. Uh, okay, so instead of actually completing the course four days before the deadline, he organized a party at the family's second home in Burleson, Texas. Um, the home was located on Burleson Rada Road, and uh, Ethan was reportedly living in the home alone, unsupervised. This sounds like a TV show. Like, this sounds like 13 Reasons Why, like, it sounds, like, it sounds fake, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. So, some sources say that a cousin lived with him. Um, some sources say that it was just him. His parents said that he was in the house um, getting it ready to sell. And that Fred would sometimes stop by to check on Ethan, but hadn't been by in at least a week. At 15. Yes. Imagine me living 16. here alone 16. at 16. You, you, you would die. The house would be burned to the ground. <laughs> so so he decided to throw a party because it was a kid's birthday and another friend was leaving for uh, the army. So he invited some friends over. And um, why do I feel like... By I'm some scared? friends, that definitely means he invited like 50 to no, 100 there was, people. No, there was about 10 people there. There wasn't a lot of people there. Um, they were playing loud music and playing beer pong. Um, <laughs> the beer they got, uh, they had actually stolen from Walmart earlier. There's surveillance video of him and friends walking out of the Walmart with three cases of Miller Lite. And they just left. Just left. Well, did you know that um, you can steal up to $500 from Target and they won't stop you? But once you go past $500, try they it. stop you? Well, I'm not going to try it, but I've just, that's what I've read. No, that's wrong. Um, anything over $500 is a felony. Exactly. That's why they stop you after it's yeah, five hundred dollars. They, they're gonna stop you if it's a lipstick. They're gonna charge you with a felony if it's over five hundred dollars. Oh. Give it a shot. See what happens. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, along with the stolen beer, the teens were doing shots of Everclear. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So, in the same neighborhood, Eric Boyles, his wife Holly, and his daughter Shelby were all at home. Watching a movie after eating dinner, uh, Shelby was home from break, home on a break from nursing school. I love that name, Shelby, by the way. Oh, Shelby Frazier, I know you're listening to this. Uh, I love you. Teresa, drink your juice, Shelby. She'll know what I mean. Or I should call her Tilo, because people don't know her by Tilo. Like J-Lo? Yeah, like J-Lo, but Tilo. She was low, it's because of her name. There's a, what's that, Tavlo. Who? Tavlo. She's a singer. She did the chain song with Nick Jonas. I'm not going to sing it because it would be absolutely horrendous what? and rancid. I don't even know what a chain song is. No, the chain, the song chains, where it's like, trying to break the chains, but chains only bring me, and they start singing. I don't know what that is. You did a very good job, though. I know. I think the microphone helped you. Um, so down the street from there... Kevin and Alicia McConnell were having a high school graduation party for family friend Evan Jennings. As the party was winding down, Evan's dad, Brian Jennings, who was a pastor, started loading the tables and chairs he borrowed from the church into his white pickup truck. Around 11 p.m., Eric, Holly, and Shelby went outside after hearing some commotion just outside their home. Uh, They found a, I don't know if it's shook up or shaken up, Shaken up. Shaken up. Well, it depends on the context. I wrote shaken up, so we'll go with that. Shaken up, 24-year-old Brianna Mitchell, 
who was on her way home from a catering job when her Mercury Mountaineer spun out from a blown tire and crashed into the Boyle's uh, neighbor's culvert, which is like their, like the piece of grass that your mailbox sits on. Oh. And she knocked on the mailbox. So uh, Brianna ended up using Shelby's phone to call her mom for help, and Eric carried the neighbor's mailbox up to his home. Um, at the McConnell's, 12-year-old Lucas asked his mom if he and his friend Isaiah McLaughlin could ride with his godfather, Brian, the pastor, to return the tables and chairs. The three were going down Burleson Rader Road. They saw the wrecked mountaineer on the side of the road, and they pulled over to help. Lucas McConnell would later tell 2020 that Brian said, quote, y'all sit tight, I'll be back in just a minute. Uh, Lucas then says, quote, and that was like the last thing that he said to us, and then he just got out of the car. Meanwhile, at Ethan's house, the party was going strong. Star Teague, the only person at the party who was not drinking, because she had gotten so shit-faced the weekend before that she almost drowned in the pool, uh, said that she needed to go to the convenience store. So when I first wrote the story, or my research, I was like, why? Why do you have to go right this second? Uh, apparently she needed tampons. I get it. So... That's this fine. is sounding like um, Project X, that one movie. I don't know if I've seen that. The people who listen to this podcast, maybe some of them, like my friends are like younger people, maybe in their 20s, they probably would have seen it. It's about this um, this teenager, he was like a loser, like total loser, and he throws a birthday party and his friend puts it on Craigslist and like the news and they burn down oh half god. the neighborhood it's a true story they burn down half the neighborhood the SWAT team comes because oh my god the neighborhood gets burned down because they had stolen this gnome from a drug dealer not <laughs> knowing that it was like anything and there's a scene in the movie where some baseball kid hits it and oh, it's it's ecstasy I think I just, know what you're talking about it falls over the ground everybody takes ecstasy and then the drug dealer comes with a, a torch blower flamethrower and he's like give me my effing gnome and then he torches the whole neighborhood i mean because why wouldn't you put ecstasy in a gnome i think i know what you're talking about though. yeah i think we watched but it's it. a true story is and it? it yeah it was in australia down oh, under good lord down, down under uh okay so they all decided that they were gonna go all of his friends told ethan that he was too drunk to drive and he probably shouldn't drive yet all eight of them still got into the truck Six got into the cab, two got into the bed of the truck. Star would later say in a deposition, quote, I was very, very hesitant. It didn't feel right getting in. Then why would you do it? But thank you. Like A, why would you get in? Um, two, you asked the drunkest kid at the party to drive you. Wasn't the girl not sober? You can't drive because you're bleeding? Why wasn't she driving? Exactly. Why didn't she drive? So no. Um... <laughs> Actually, my notes say, then why the F did you get in? So, as Ethan pulled out of his driveway, Pastor Brian, Holly, Shelby, and Brianna were waiting on the side of the road. Uh, Shit-faced Ethan was doing 70 miles an hour down the narrow two-lane country road, playing chicken with oncoming cars. Chicken? That's a pool game. Okay, so not when you're driving. <laughs> when you're driving, it's you're going at each other head-on, and whoever swerves first is the chicken. Do you ever see Footloose where they do it on the tractor? Oh, yeah, but I just thought that, you know, that was only in movies and real people were actually have Smart common enough. sense. Right, uh-uh, no. Definitely a virtue people don't have, now. So Star said, quote, I was yelling at him that he needed to get over, and when he swerved, the back tires jerked, and we skidded off into the side ditch. Oh. Another passenger, Garrett Ballard, said, quote, the, uh, excuse me, he, quote, just remembered seeing something in the road and then a loud bang. Then I remember being in the air. Oh, so this is coming from one of the passengers? Mm -hmm. Well, they were sitting in the truck bed, right? Two of them were. Six were in the front. Two My were in the My friends bed. are dumb, but we're not this dumb. So Ethan's reckless driving set off a chain reaction that resulted in an absolutely horrific and fatal scene. It's going to get a little... They were in the ditch, icky. right? They swerved into the ditch. Yeah, so they were, like, at this point, they're stuck in the ditch. No. 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 So what are you reading right now? That they're in the middle of the ditch? I'm going to tell you what happened. Well, okay. So when he swerved off the road into the ditch, he hit Brianna's disabled vehicle. 
he also hit the four people standing next to it. Um, which would have been Brian, Holly, Shelby, and Brianna. Ethan's truck then hit Brian's truck where Lucas and Isaiah were still sitting, knocking it across the road into oncoming traffic, and it actually hit a Volkswagen uh, Beetle. He never hit the brakes. He never, just kept going? Never hit the brakes once. Um, Eric at this point had gone back into his house, but he heard a loud bang that sounded like an explosion that shook his house. So he went back outside and said, quote, I didn't know what it was. I didn't think it would involve my wife and daughter, but I knew immediately it wasn't good. He went back outside to look for Holly and Shelby and was horrified by the chaotic scene in front of the house. There was car parts, bodies, and debris everywhere. Wait, so when they had swerved into the ditch, Ethan, when Ethan had swerved into the ditch, the truck bed hit the other truck? So when Ethan swerved into the ditch, his truck hit the mountaineer that the tire blew and they hit the mailbox Mm -hmm. and the four people that were standing next to it. Then that mountaineer hit the other pickup truck that the two kids were sitting in. Okay. I mean, I was just confused because if they were swerving into a ditch, how did they hit the other car the car was pulled over on the side of the road oh so they, so they went, like swerved and then bam right hit, hit the, the car that car. was pulled over on the side okay um seven 911 calls were placed in the four minutes following the crash including one from one of the intoxicated teens who was slurring his speech and just kept saying oh my god oh my god oh my god um a tarot tarrant Tarrant County Sheriff's deputy said that the scene, quote, looked more like a plane crash than a car crash. Um, Excuse me. Eric obviously is looking for his family. He finds Holly and knows immediately that she's gone. So now he knows he needs to find Shelby. He walks down the road about 20 feet and finds Shelby um, up against a fence. Her body had been thrown into the fence from the impact. This is like, I feel like I'm listening to, have you ever seen those um, every 15 minutes Yeah. videos, like the car crash videos? Mm-hmm. They show that to me and drivers at all the time. You should see these cars. It's just so fake. But these aren't, you should see these cars. I know, it's but it's awful. so fake. It like physically pains me to watch them. So Kevin McConnell then pulled up on the crash. He was actually on his way to the church to drop off some tables and chairs too, along with Brian. He was just following Um, But he came upon the crash and knew that it had to be Brian because he saw the chairs scattered everywhere that he was supposed to bring to the church. He found Brian lying in a ditch. Brian's wife, uh, Shauna, also pulled up to the crash while driving home from the party. She said, quote, I could see Kevin was doing CPR on him. It's almost like watching a movie. It's not like it's happening to you, but it was. Shauna Clark and her uh, teenage son Corbin, or excuse me, Shana Clark and her teenage son Corbin were driving down Burleson Retta Road. They were about a quarter mile away from the crash um, when she looked over and saw a passed out kid in the ditch. All right. What would you do if, like, if I called you and I was like, Mom, I just got into a really, really, really bad car accident with these people? I would make sure you were okay, and then I would, like, probably physically harm you. Well, what if I was, like, not driving? You're smart enough to not get into a vehicle with somebody who's drunk. Yeah. Just theoretically speaking. I'll show you pictures if I have to. Mm-mm. So, the shaggy-haired teen was wearing only swim trunks. Shana instructed Corbin to stay with the kid when she went to try and find help. Corbin would later tell 2020 that uh, the teen had a scratch on his back and blood on his chest. He eventually woke up and was completely disoriented. How many people survived? Uh, Everybody in the truck. Ethan's truck? So everybody in Ethan's truck survived. That does not make any sense. So eight people survived, four people died. That does not make any sense. So he wakes up, looks at Corbin and says, quote, hey, man, I am. I'm Ethan. I can get you out of all of this. So he thinks this kid's involved in the. He has no idea that he's a quarter mile of away, a quarter mile of away, quarter mile away from the crash. Wait, who is Corbin? Corbin was he was driving down the street with his mom and they saw Ethan lying in a ditch. 
And then Ethan said, Ethan wakes up and is like, I can get you out of this. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> uh my next sentence says the drunken dipshit apparently thought Corbin was involved. Uh, Shana soon came back with the police. Ethan resisted any attempt at medical attention. Officers made futile, futile attempts to calm him. Um, he kept struggling and yelling and was belligerent saying, quote, I can't afford an ambulance. I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Oh, but what happened to you being so big and bad yeah. and strong? Oh, and he can't. He can't. Uh, prior to being found in a ditch, Ethan was seen walking down the street by Marla Mitchell, Brianna's mother, one of the girls. So wait, so he was fine, and then he he was walking with the bomb and just dropped in the ditch. So he was walking down the street away from the crash, and then ended up in a ditch. What yeah. an idiot! So Marla Mitchell is the mother of Brianna, whose car was pulled over on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Marla was on the phone with Brianna at the time of the crash and heard all of it. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. When Marla was trying to get to the scene, Ethan was walking away and said to her, quote, you don't want to go down that way. There's nothing good happening over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Is there a movie or something made about this? Mm-mm. No. Um, the crash caused nine people. So nine people were injured. Nine people to be injured. When Ethan's truck flipped, most of the unrestrained teens were thrown from the vehicle, including Ethan. And four deaths, by the way. Yeah. The four people that were standing on the side of the road, not in his truck, were all killed. Uh, Sergio Molina, who was riding in the bed of the truck, was also thrown during the crash. He suffered a severe and traumatic brain injury and is now no longer able to talk or move, only communicating by blinking. What the hell? Yeah. Pastor Brian Jennings, Holly and Shelby Boyles, and Brianna Mitchell were all killed. Now, I'm actually a little pissed because I couldn't find a lot of information on the victims. And I don't think that's fair. I was going to say how I want to know their injuries. I oh. I want the autopsy report. Um, I, But like, I feel like there should be more about them. Like. How they lived, how they were, you know, like Shelby was in nursing school and, you know, Brianna was working a catering job. So like you just you can't find anything on him and that kind of pisses me off. That's why because they sensationalize him. That's why you need to watch Deadly Women because they give a backstory about everything. (laughs) They do. Um, So Ethan was taken into custody. Three hours after the crash, Ethan's blood alcohol content was 0.24, which is three times the legal limit. The, and the legal limit is 0. 0.8. 0. 0.08. 0. 0.08. Yeah. He also tested positive for marijuana and Valium. So your blood alcohol content generally goes down uh, 0.015 points per hour, which is the equivalent of one standard drink per hour for the average size man. Now, Ethan was not an average size man, obviously. Which would mean that he was way past oh, yeah. 0.2. He was at, uh, this would have put him at approximately 0.29 oh. at the time of the crash. The average person can begin to show signs of alcohol poisoning between 0.16 and 0.30. That's what Everclear will do to you guys. So, Don't ever drink it. Factors such as weight, age, gender uh, affect this. Uh, your alcohol tolerance also determines how a person acts. So the fact that... Um, he was that, not with it, because he wasn't that with it, but he the, the fact that he was still functioning at that level means that his tolerance was through the roof, which means he drank almost every day. So. And um, if you didn't know, eating bread after being drunk, it's not going to do anything <laughs> for you. It won't help you at all. <laughs> it if anything, eating before drinking is the best thing. Where did? Why do you know this? Driver's Ed. They teach you that in Driver's Ed. They teach you all about BAC in Driver's Ed because you have to know. Well, yeah, I got it. And um, obstruction to um, intoxication tests uh, given by officers or uh, police personnel will end you up in jail and fined. So don't do it. If you refuse? Yeah. That's why I said objection. Yeah. Yeah, but if you refuse to blow, it's automatic six-month suspension. That's what she said. I'm sorry. it's it's better than blowing. 
okay. But don't just if you ever drink and you're drinking too much, don't eat bread because it won't do anything for you. And also your BAC, it is determined by whatever you eat during the day. Because I know a story my health teacher told me and his friend was at um he was eating a burger and I guess this guy was gluten free and this is a true story. Some people he have was this pulled disease. over. Yeah. He was pulled over and he was uh did an intoxication test and he ended up blowing like a point oh two. It's actually a disease where uh your body can't break down the yeast yeah. from bread and it turns it into alcohol. Yeah. So which that's is what why is. um which is why you can make wine from grape juice and yeast if you leave it in a dark room that's at huge. room temperature for <laughs> six weeks. And I learned that from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> that's called hooch. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right. So Ethan is charged with four counts of intoxicated manslaughter and two counts of intoxicated assault. The case went to trial in December of 2013, and Ethan pled guilty. Tarrant County Assistant District Attorney Richard Alpert, this paper was a bad idea, uh, was seeking the max of 20 years imprisonment. During the sentencing phase of Ethan's trial, the defense team called prominent psychologist Dr. G. Dick Miller to testify on Ethan's behalf. This was the first time the term affluenza came up in his trial. Dr. Miller said Ethan's wealthy upbringing and a lack of consequences for his actions caused him to suffer from affluenza. Affluenza is defined as a psychological malaise supposedly affecting wealthy young people. Symptoms include a lack of motivation, a lack of feelings, a lack of guilt, and the inability to understand the consequences of one's actions because of financial privilege. Which can also, this definition can also be found under the term sociopath brat and sociopath so um it actually was uh in the 1950s a wealthy san francisco man named fred whitman um came up with the term as a humorous way to describe the children who uh had inherited wealth Uh, there's um, also a term for it it goes along with affluenza for uh children born into like famous people. That's families. what this, yeah. That's, that's what this is. Like the Olsen twins mm-hmm. who were like born into working. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what the term is, but in like the Hadids, them too. Oh. And the Kardashians. So the term was popular, popularized in 1997 with a PBS documentary and subsequent book called Affluenza, the All Consuming Epidemic. Uh, Which Dr. is funny because now there's a pandemic. Yeah. Dr. Miller testified that Ethan was unable to link his actions and consequences because of his parents teaching him that wealth buys privilege and that they coddled him. Quote, when the rules got tough, the couches uh, found another way to get it done. After spending 50 plus hours with the family, Dr. Miller said the family was profoundly dysfunctional. It was clear that the parents gave Ethan incredible freedom with no regard for the law and that his drug and alcohol abuse escalated throughout the years. Instead of the golden rule, Ethan was taught, quote, we have the gold, we make the rules. Oh, my God. (laughs) Both enabled the boy. um, uh, He said, quote, dad is addicted to the mother, and the mother is addicted to the kid. So he strongly recommended that Ethan be separated from his parents and that their uh, parenting, quote, strongly enabled the deadly accident. He felt with one to two years of treatment and separation from his parents, Ethan could learn how to behave in a way that's civil. See, that's the thing that makes me mad. I hate when kids are treated differently just because they're kids. Like, you... They teach this stuff to kids at such a young age to where, like, it's literally engraved in our brain. Mm -hmm. You know for a fact... Literally, the person that said that, oh, we were kind of hesitant to get in the car, then... That why did you exactly then why did you get in the car and then to be treated like a child in like the court of law that's so stupid to me and it makes me mad because meaning he should have been like tri- tried as an adult he should have been tried as an adult and then put on death row i see what you're saying he f- killed four people it was it wasn't involuntary it was voluntary exactly he so. he made the decision to get in that car mm-hmm. he made the decision to drink and drive you're absolutely correct he made the decision to 
play chicken on the road, Mm -hmm. which led him to kill four people. You should be Mm -hmm. tried as an adult and you should be put in federal prison. I don't disagree at all, especially because it gets worse. And that's not the like the first time like judges. I bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM. Simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion one fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. feel like always, if there's a kid involved, it's always like they just get away easier. They do because kids and teenagers, their frontal lobe isn't fully developed. So they don't have decision making capabilities like adults do. Which I get that. But coming from a teenager, this stuff is like been engraved in our brain. Right. And so it's not like it just slips your mind. Living in the house that you live in. I mean, you hear a lot. So you know a lot. You know the consequences of a lot. Right. Plus, I mean you're held responsible for your actions. There's a difference. Right. So uh, the assistant district attorney, Richard Halpert, said Miller, quote, got up there and he talked about the fact that the reason for this crime was that he was a child of privilege and his parents didn't say no to him. It was absolutely ridiculous. After three days of testimony, Tarrant County Juvenile Judge Gene Boyd sentenced Ethan to time in a rehab treatment facility followed by 10 years probation. No, he should get 10 years in prison and forced life sentences. He didn't even go to jail. Uh, people were pissed, obviously. Um, the d- district state attorney said, um, quote, we're disappointed by the punishment assessed, but I can't read my own writing have no power under the law to change or overturn it. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families, and we regret that this outcome has added to the pain and suffering they have endured. Uh, Juvenile law experts say that Texas emphasizes rehabilitating child offenders uh, as opposed to the state's much tougher adult courts. So they, they feel children can be rehabilitated. Which is so not true, because once you form these behaviors, they never go away. Eric Boyle said, quote, for 25 weeks, I've been going through a healing process. And so when the verdict came out, I mean, my immediate reaction is I'm back to week one. We have accomplished nothing here. My healing process is out the window. Exactly. Two weeks after the crash, uh, prior to the trial, Ethan was sent to an upscale rehab facility in Newport, California. When he was sent there, he had a broken neck, a broken rib, and a broken arm. Boo-hoo. Fred and Tanya flew out weekly for group therapy. And after 62 days, Fred decided to pull Ethan out against the advice of Dr. Miller and the facility. Uh, Ethan's defense attorney, Scott Brown, said, There is nothing the judge could have done to lessen the suffering for any of those families. The judge fashioned a sentence that is going to keep Ethan under the thumb of the justice system for the next 10 years. And if Ethan doesn't do what he's supposed to do, if he has one mishap at all, then this judge or an adult judge, when he's transferred, can then incarcerate him. And cool. Let me just guess. He never go got to incarcerated. Oh, he does. So, a little background with uh, the family. This is why they're all effed up. Uh, so Fred and Tanya actually were married and divorced twice. So uh, they first divorced in 2006 when Ethan was nine. The court ordered a uh, psychological evaluations on all three of them. And a social worker was assigned to interview Fred and Tanya separately, then talk to Ethan at each prospective home. Fred told the social worker that the marriage had been, quote, a mistake from the start. He said Tanya had a pill addiction and had given Ethan Vicodin on more than one occasion. And she referred to him as her, quote, protector. He's nine. And she's insane. Yeah. 
she repeatedly threatened to commit suicide. Most nights, Ethan slept in a separate bed that Tanya had moved into her bedroom. Tanya said the marriage ended because Fred had been verbally and physically abusive. He, quote, threw her into a fireplace, threatened to burn the house down, and allegedly pushed and choked Tanya's daughter from a previous marriage. The same daughter said that she had witnessed Fred slap her mother when she was pregnant with Ethan. Tanya also accused him of having multiple affairs and manipulating family members with money. Police were often called to the home, including a time when the social worker was there interviewing Ethan. Well, listen, so the thing with these cases is that, like, especially with the mom, she could very well be lying. But you know what? I support women's rights, but I most importantly, I support women's wrongs. <laughs> so that man got whatever he deserved, <laughs> and I am on her side. She's nuts. She's batshit crazy. As she should be. So was he. If a man ever slapped me, you think I wouldn't go insane? Oh my God, that's a whole other level. All right. So no arrests were ever made. Both parents admitted that they never followed the court-mandated visitation schedules. Ethan lived with his mother and Fred would stop by a few times a week. Every once in a while, Fred, or excuse me, Ethan would stay with Fred, but Tanya said that Fred, quote, doesn't properly supervise Ethan. Fred's response was, quote, I am not a mom. <laughs> men. That is what men are good for. Ethan said he Nothing. loved his parents and wanted to see his dad more. He, quote, wants to feel secure. He said his parents yelled a lot and he wished they wouldn't put him in the middle. The social worker concluded their report by saying, quote, Fred and Tanya continue to exhibit a high degree of animosity and conflict. The biggest concerns were, quote, the codependent relationship that Ethan has with his mother and the father's lack of a regular and consistent relationship with him, along with the fact that both parents had adultified Ethan and have allowed him to become overly involved in adult issues and decisions. That's like Nate from Euphoria. Yeah. With his dad. Yeah. yeah. How his dad messed him up so bad. Uh, the, I hope that there's euphoria watchers out there listening. If not, go watch it. It's on HBO Max every Sunday at 9. Go watch it. I forced my mom to watch it. Just be warned. It's there is it's um, bad. Boobs. Boobs the, to the wall. There's just a lot. Leave it at that. Uh, so the couple ended up remarrying in April of 2011. That's so cute. So... It was assumed that uh, after the trial that Ethan would return to the Newport facility um, after the sentencing hearing. However, following a closed hearing, Judge Boyd sentenced Ethan to an unspecified lockdown rehab facility at his parents' expense, which they didn't pay shit for. Um, oh, you can pay for everything else, but not well, your son's so I guess because it's a state-run facility, the max that that they are allowed to charge is $710 a month. Yeah. 710 Now, the 62 days that he spent in the rehab facility in California cost his parents $90,000. Yeah. Uh, Ethan was ordered to... Uh, excuse me. The time he would spend there was also unspecified, and he was ordered to stay away from alcohol, drugs, and driving. A hearing on April 11th, 2014, revealed that Ethan had been uh, sent to begin treatment at the North Texas State Hospital, a state-owned inpatient mental health facility in Ver Vernon, Texas. The couches were ordered to pay, I'm sorry, they were ordered to pay $1,170 per month. Uh, this was the maximum payment allowed by the state. Following the probation sentence, Tarrant District Attorney asked a juvenile judge to incarcerate Ethan for the two counts of intoxication assault, um, which Ethan had not been sentenced to. Every count deserves a verdict, he said. Every count deserves a verdict, and you deserve to go to jail. Uh, there was one psychologist, Dr. Senia, Senia S. Luther who specializes in, quote, the costs of affluenza in suburban communities. So this is like a fucking, sorry, this gonna, is like a I'm thing. I'm going to start doing this. Um, please. Uh, who strongly disagreed with Ethan's sentence. She maintains that the research shows feelings of entitlement among affluent youth are a social problem and that, quote, we are sitting, setting a double standard for the rich and the poor. 
Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Text the rich. I don't like you rich people. Another psychologist, Robin Rosenberg, also agrees with Miller's defense and Judge Boyd's sentencing. Oh, excuse me, also disagrees. Ethan could have learned that bad behavior has consequences in other areas of his life. A sentence at a luxurious rehab facility reinforces the message, quote, that his wealth and privilege can alleviate the negative consequences of his criminal behavior. A writer for The Guardian points out that the couch's ability to pay for the private therapy was intrinsic, God, I can't read my own writing, to the judge's reasoning for the light sentence. An offender with their means would... without their means would end up in an overcrowded publicly supported juvenile justice system where the judge noted Ethan quote might not get the kind of intensive therapy in a state-run facility that he could receive at the California facility suggested by his attorneys he doesn't need intensive therapy he needs jail time they still he still sent him to a state facility affluenza it's a social construct it's Mm -hmm. not a real it is a real thing but it's not a real they're making people are making it right you're making it seem like this kid is in He's nothing more than an entitled brat who thinks he can get away with everything, mm-hmm. whatever he yep. wants, and you're letting him get away with yep. whatever he wants. At that February 2014 hearing, Eric Boyle stated, quote, had he not had money to have the defense there to also have the experts testify and also offer to pay for treatment, I think the results would have been different. Critics complained that the same judge had given a much harsher sentence to another 16-year-old intoxicated driver 10 years earlier. Eric Miller stole a truck and killed a man. Uh, He killed one, not four people, and had a much lower BAC, which was 0.11, but was from a poor family. He was sentenced sentenced to 20 years in prison and told by the judge, quote, the court is aware you had a sad childhood. I hope you will take advantage of the services offered by the Texas Youth Commission and turn your life around. I'm in awe. I'm I'm too stunned to speak right now. I hate the justice system and how they treat people who are rich. I hate you rich people, and I will say that till the day I die, except when I'm older because I will be rich. So you can exist. So everybody but you. Uh, six lawsuits were filed by Ethan's victims between September um, and December of 2013. The suits were filed against Ethan and his parents and also Cleburne Metalworks doing business as Cleborn Sheet Metal as the truck's registered owner. I want to know where Cleborn came from. That I is like know. the most ugliest name. Uh, Sergio Molina's mom said that she reached out to the couches after the uh, accident multiple times for financial support to keep her uninsured son in the hospital longer, but she never heard back from them. She also believes that not having the ability to keep her son in the rehab facility longer has actually affected the outcome of his oh. care. No, no, no. He was he was one of the kids that got hurt. Mm. Yeah. I thought we were talking about Ethan. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, if it isn't the consequences of your own actions. Five of the six lawsuits were combined. All were settled with undisclosed agreements. Um, only one was not settled, and that was of... Lucas, the one who was in the car or in the truck of his godfather. The reason they didn't settle was because his parents didn't think it was enough because that poor kid got out of the truck and saw the aftermath of the accident Mm -hmm. and is scarred for life. Yeah. So. You can't put a price on trauma. The legal troubles of the couches piled on. I broke couches twice. Uh, In the summer of 2014, Fred was arrested and charged with impersonating a police officer. Uh, He he had a fake badge. That's what they told. um, I was at a football game once, and they told my friend, because um, my friend was wearing Mark's police jacket that said police on the back, and my friend was walking around past the police officer, and she was like, hey, look, I'm you. And the police officer, like, was dead serious, looked at her in the Probably face. Probably did goes, not find that funny. No, he did not. He yeah. looked at her dead in the face and said, you know, I can arrest you for impersonating a police officer, right? It's not that serious. It, it's really not. It's like, a football game. It, it's a football game, and she's 17. Yeah, this guy um, pulled somebody over. <laughs> oh, my God. a badge in his wallet. Um, he immediately paid the $2,500 bail and walked away with one year's probation. So much jail time. There's no jail time. No, I mean like... Probation. So many people get in trouble with the law and they just don't ever go to jail. 
in February of 2016, Fred was accused of choking his then girlfriend. No charges were filed. In September of 2019, Fred was arrested for again choking the same girlfriend. Fred is one of the kids. The dad. That was- Oh, Fred is Ethan's, Ethan's dad. dad. Yes. <laughs> How old is this guy? Like 75? Uh, December 2nd, 2015, someone posted a video on Twitter showing Ethan Couch drinking and playing beer pong, violating his probation. This could have uh, <laughs> led to a resentencing of up to 10 years in jail. This is like Lindsay Lohan. A warrant was issued uh, on December 11th, 2015, after his probation officer could not reach him. On December 18th of 2015, Ethan and his mother, Tanya, were reported as missing. They took off. This is this whole case is reminding me, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a group of people back in the 2000s when, like, Brit, not Britney Spears, when Paris Hilton was, like, that girl. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I forget their names, but this group of people used to go and steal every night. And mm. they stole, like... All of yeah, they broke Paris, into her house. They stole all of Paris's Birkins, and they stole they broke into Britney Spears' house, Lindsay mm-hmm. Lohan's house. Like I think one of the Jonas Brothers, they, it was insane. In Tana Mojo, she did a video interviewing him or her, and then the podcast um, call her daddy. There's um, also an episode of that, and the call her daddy podcast just released an episode of her interviewing Jamie Lynn Spears. Ooh, Britney's going after her. I know. Free Britney, mm-hmm. by the way. Free Britney hashtag, forever. Hashtag go Britney. Yeah. Uh, so they were reported missing. The fugitive hunt became a federal matter when the U.S. Marshals and the FBI became involved when it was believed that they had fled the country. December 28th of 2015, the pair were found and arrested in Puerto Vallarta, Jalisco, Mexico. Okay, me. Yeah, that's, month. that's where you were, right? No, I was in... Um, Quintana Roo, which one of your viewers or listeners, she's in Mexico right now, and I hope you're having fun. (laughs) Uh, Ethan was sent to a detention center in Mexico City pending extradition. Tanya was immediately deported and arrested uh, in L.A. on charges of felony hindering apprehension of a felon. Which is funny, because have you ever seen um, Mexico's police officers? No. They dress like... Have I ever been to Mexico? They dress in like snow camo. Like it's blue camo. Oh. Like at the mall that I went to, they were dressed in snow camo. And like, it looks like you're looking at like a spirit Halloween costume. <laughs> nice. Uh, after returning to Tarrant County, her $1 million bail was reduced to $75,000 and she was released on January 12th, 2016. Tanya's attorney... Stephanie Patton said, quote, put yourself in Tanya's shoes. What would you do if you were a parent of the most hated boy in America? What would you do to protect him? Absolutely nothing. Maybe he shouldn't have killed four people. Right. Maybe your son shouldn't be a no good person. Uh, So he ended up dropping his uh, deportation fight and was returned to the U.S. in January, uh, January 28th of 2016. He was held in custody until his February 19th, 2016 hearing. When his original uh, juvenile probation case was transferred to the adult court system, the court stated Ethan would remain on probation until 2024. Oh, Ethan, if you're listening from your house, I hope you rot in a hole. On April 13th, 2016, District Judge Wayne solvent sentence couch to four consecutive terms of 180 days in jail one for each fatal crash victim that was the max that he could give ethan was released from prison jail on april 2nd 2018 he was required to wear an ankle bracelet uh, an alcohol detection patch and submit to random drug testing and follow a 9 p.m curfew march 18th of 2019 a judge allowed the ankle monitor to be removed how do you just let yourself get that bad? January 2nd of 2020, Ethan was arrested after the uh, THC was detected in his system. However, he was released the next day when authorities could not determine if it was from actual pot or cannabis oil. Yeah, we all know what it was. Right. You were smoking a blunt, dude. Uh, 
Tanya Couch is still fighting for felony counts of money laundering related to the $30,000 she withdrew from her bank account just prior to fleeing to Mexico. She withdrew the money and then cleaned it and then went to Mexico with it. Wait, but how is that money laundering because it came from her bank account? Because she cleaned it. What does that mean? That's what money laundering... You need... We need to sit down and we need to watch Ozarks. I'm not watching Ozarks ever. It's when you take dirty money... Mm-hmm. money that you don't want to be detected and you mix it in with other things oh, and clean it. Oh, she didn't want it to be detected because they right. were fleeing the country. Okay, now right. I get it. I've heard of the term dirty money um, only because of my my husband, my the love of my life, Leonardo DiCaprio and his role in The Wolf of Wall Street. He launders money. <laughs> yes. That's why I know <laughs> yes. what it is. But... Um, I just read something that this girl went out on a date with him. I'm I, like screwing up Mark's wheelchair here and that she said she'd never go on a date with him again because he rented out an entire theater and made her watch every Star Wars movie while he ran around and played with his lightsaber fighting um fake people it's Leonardo DiCaprio dude hand me a lightsaber marry me I would do anything for you (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio like if Leonardo DiCaprio ever came up to me he was like did you just say you're 15 no I'm 21 with no kids you know how old he is he's like 56 He's 56, but he's definitely old. Older. Sorry. Uh, So she's still fighting for felony counts still to this day. I got scared because I was like, did I money launder? I brought money to Mexico. (laughs) I got so scared when you said that for a second. I brought like 50. No, I brought $100 with me to Mexico. I know. I'm the one who gave it to you. I know. I I just got so scared. I was like, did I have to clean this money? I gave her dirty money. Mm. Yeah. Call me Jordan Belfort. Uh, Brian, Brian Jennings' friend wrote a book called uh, Affluenza Forgiven. Uh, Ethan told him, because he interviewed Ethan. Um, Ethan told him, quote, of course I'm sorry. When asked why he didn't publicly apologize, Ethan said, quote, do you really think anyone wants to hear me say I'm sorry? Would that really, ma- would that really make a difference? They all wish I was dead. Yeah, you're right. You could still say you're sorry, you little piece of turd. Like, literally. What? Oh, I'm not going to say sorry because everybody wants me dead anyway. Uh, yeah. Dude, a, a simple. A simple. Listen. I'm sorry that I killed four people. Right. Like, I screwed up. I get it. Take responsibility. He right. still never takes responsibility for it. Because he's. He is the type of person. I know so many people like that. Like, with me being friends with so many people that go to a expensive private Catholic school, I know so many people like that who are just, well, I have money, so I don't care. But just because you have money, that doesn't mean anything. Like... It doesn't make you a decent person. Exactly. There's one... I think it was in Jumanji, actually, where this, like, athlete pays off another uh student to do his paper and then when he gets caught he's like well maybe i shouldn't have money to pay for it that's it's literally it's literally it's not jumanji yes it is jumanji no, it's, it's the second one not. it's the one with the rock in it the one that you've never seen it's the one with the rock in it i know for a fact and jack black yeah oh. and kevin hart yeah. the other love of my life so that is the story of ethan couch the affluenza teen the Who, idiot. Yeah. So he's still in probation until 2024. But he doesn't have an ankle bracelet on. So he can pretty much come and go as he pleases. Just be home by nine. Stop. Dude, I'm in bed by nine. Like, really? Just be home by nine. His curfew. He has a 9 p.m. curfew. Because of his ankle bracelet? Well, they took the ankle bracelet off. But he had an he has an ankle bracelet, had an ankle bracelet, a drug patch, and um, a 9 p.m. curfew. You really think that he's not going out past nine? Right. He's definitely violating his probation. He makes me mad. I don't even know this guy. I'm going to send him a hate letter. The one case that you just asked about, the Shelly Michaels, Mm -hmm. she was seen, she asked them to put her ankle bracelet around her thigh so she could wear dresses and it wouldn't be seen. She got caught so many times. She ended up back in court and the judge was like, oh, it's no big deal. She kept doing it and then got arrested getting her nails done. (laughs) Okay, but now I feel like that's me. What did she do? (laughs) She killed her husband. Again, I support women's rights, but I support women's wrongs. She did everything. You know what? I love Shelly Michaels. 
No, she like, no, she was bad. When it comes to that, you can call me the number one feminist in the world. Oh my God. I believe that she should do it again. Did you guys hear this? I watch enough deadly women to know no, she should do it again. No, she shouldn't. He didn't do anything. I don't care. Oh As she should. Queen. And that's all. My daughter, ladies and gentlemen, who is exactly like me. Well, not exactly. Now she's covering the microphone. I'm not speaking on this anymore. So, I figured... I wanted to record, and the last time I recorded by myself, it was kind of a mess because it was she gets lonely it was long yeah and I don't think I did that great uh Jackson sat next to me the whole time with airpods and had no idea what I was talking about but I, I figured think he's still at the kitchen table he probably is with my airpods he he puts them on noise cancellation so he literally cannot hear yeah I know anything which is it's weird because when you turn the music off and you try and talk it's like you're 17 it's very weird feet away from yourself yeah um but I figured it was it was almost perfect timing to do this one because it's about a teenager and I have a teenager and her teenage friends listen. So don't drink and drive, guys. Don't drink and drive and don't eat bread after drinking. Seriously, don't drink and drive. And I also wanted to give a special shout out to my bestie for the resties, uh, Caitlin and Gabby. If you're listening, which I know Gabby is because she listens to these to fall asleep because she she's does. a weirdo. Um, it's like me reading her a bedtime story. Love you guys. <laughs> and she just bought a new Jeep, so everybody say congratulations to Gabby for buying a Jeep. Yeah. And Caitlin's car just died today. So her 2000 and her 1953 Toyota Corolla. Listen, I don't see you walking when she's here. So you're right. So the moral of this story. Don't drink and drive. Don't be an idiot and don't have an, a big ego because I just had a conversation with one of my guy friends last night who said that they didn't have an ego. You're a liar. You're a man. You have an ego. So to Leah's friends that do listen, if you get yourself in a situation that you don't think you can get yourself out of, if call you're my too mom. drunk to drive, call me. I will come get you. She's actually done it before. I have. To like several of my friends. I will come get you. No judgment. I'd rather have you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning than the cops having to knock on your parents' door at 3 o'clock in the morning. Period. So, don't drink and drive. And free Britney. Okay, I'm done. And free Britney. <laughs> so, that would be episode... 37. 37. So, I do... Um, I have another one. Almost ready. And I won't be the one... No, she talking. won't be. Well, the next one's not bad, but I don't think you'll be the one doing it. Um, it'll be ready probably within a couple days. So I might in a couple days have another uh, guest host. Oh, I know who it is. What? Isn't it your coworker? Who? What's his name? Craig? Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, dude, you want to come do a podcast? Yeah. Or have Nana on here. I, sh- I asked her if she wanted to record one with me. Have, you know what? Have Auntie Roe on here. She would kill it. She would... Ab- no, I, I want to see you and Brad go toe-to-toe. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. Like, not no. even about murder, just about, like, him being a Viking. Sorry, Brad, if you're listening, I love you so much, but you're a Viking. So is Craig. Oh, oh sorry, Craig. No offense <laughs> to the Vikings out there. No offense to the Vikings out there, but... um. Uh, no, I could not have Brad on here. You and Brad would fight. I, we would. And I'd be the mediator. D- there would be no mediator. No, I would be the instigator. You would be the I instigator. I would be like, I would literally yeah. scream. I'd be like, world star. <laughs> right. Just in the back. <laughs> me and Mark would be sitting, me and Mark would be sitting like right there. And I'd be like, world star. Mark would be recording like this. I didn't know what that meant until uh, two people at work were getting ready to hit each other. And little Jackie was like, world star. It's, be- it's the Instagram account. I know what it is now. I didn't know. I feel like Ethan Couch definitely runs Barstool. <laughs> he definitely is behind Barstool. He's definitely behind Barstool Sports alongside Dave Portnoy. <laughs> Dave Portnoy, I love you. So tonight was a little bit different. I only dropped the F-bomb once, which whatever. I use it like a comma anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, and everybody got to meet Leah, who we talk about all the time. That is such a lot. I li- you know I listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. You don't talk about me. When you talk about me, you call me a little S word and you say I'm a pain in the butt. 
Well, most of the time you are. That's not talking about me. That is, you're preying on my downfall. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible the way she talks about me. She's a liar, guys. It's terrible. She's a liar. Her friends like me. My friends are going to text me after this. When's the episode coming out? Never. I'll tell them. Mm-mm. Where's my buddy Mel, man? Oh, my God. No, I have to tell him that. It's my boy. You just said that. It's my new boy. That is my mom's boyfriend, Mel. I met two of Leah's friends the other night. Um, Very, very sweet boys. Very well-mannered, very well-behaved. Their parents are doing an absolutely fantastic job with them. <laughs> They're great. Hashtag Team Goop. So, keep listening, guys. Next time it won't be Leah screaming about feminism. Um, I support women's rights, but I also support women's wrongs. I love that. I've I've never heard that before. I came up with that right off the noggin. (laughs) Right off the noggin as as we were talking about this. So, um, next episode, we'll have to see. Maybe it will be mom. Maybe it'll be Nana. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You guys can all... Nana, Nana would be the type to get a fan comment. She'd be like, oh my God, they love me. Oh my God, we, we all do though. If I hope that your listeners would say that about me. Oh my God. like One of your listeners asked me about my Mexico trip. That's why I just said, I hope you're having fun. She's lo- going to the same place I am. I love our listeners. Like we, there's some, we have a few listeners that we, like communicate with on a daily basis i think her name is Teresa. i don't know um the to the very beautiful blonde woman with glasses who commented on my instagram picture of me in mexico i hope you had an amazing time and i hope you did the cancun adventures that you were asking me about yeah and i hope you're having so much fun i hope you got a really good tan and Lindsay, i hope you got your insurance packet figured out if you have any questions call me i love that name <laughs> Lindsay. and hopefully nana will be the next guest because Nana's just better at everything. She's a little entertaining. That so. would be so cool, though. If her and you I had me on and then you had Nana on. Yeah. It's like feminism takeover. I think Jackson's done. He just texted me, y'all done? Y'all. Why? Apostrophe A-L-L. I texted y'all. him to come in my room this morning. He said, what the hell do you want? Oh, my God. Oh. He's eight years old. He's insane. Yeah. But anyways, free Britney. I'm I'm out. So I hope you guys keep listening. Please keep leaving reviews and comments and suggestions. Um, the next one I'm going to be doing is actually a uh, request from Sarah. And if so, you want me to sign a T-shirt, I will, and I'll I'll kiss it. Oh my god! And I'll write my catchphrase on it. So the next one. Hope, that should be your next merch. Hopefully, will be. In a couple days. Um, but please keep sending the request. Keep reviewing. Keep liking. Sharing. I love all of you guys. Um, I don't know. Marco Boo will be back soon. Marco Boo. But, but, but I can't even talk. So. Um, yeah. I think that's all we got. So I hope you guys like this one. It's a little bit different. Like I said. But it's something. I had to get something out there. I miss you guys. I hope you miss us. But keep liking and sharing and reviewing and send me all the requests that you want. And uh, hopefully you guys keep listening and we'll be talking to you soon. Bye.